Hello and welcome back to The Philosophy Guy. Brendan Weber here, your host. So it is my first episode of the new year, 2019. And sorry for the little bit of a delay here. I was a little preoccupied with uh, grad school uh, applications, but I should be back to a regular schedule from here on out. So anyway, today's episode is a new series I'm going to try out. And I'd love to hear your feedback, letting me know if you enjoyed or or did not enjoy this type of episode. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more opinion-based, which is why I really would like your feedback. As the Bad Philosophy series is me kind of interpreting a show that either it tries to be deep and, and, and I think just kind of ends up being either bad, incoherent philosophy, or in the case of this episode, I take one of the most popular recent television series, and I'll do this with other series that become popular as well, that attempts to to make pop culture references from comics, science, ideas, entertainment, stuff I love to analyze, which is why I created the show, and does what I think is a terrible job of it. Thus becomes a show with bad philosophy, I guess you could say, or, or in the case of the Big Bang Theory and show with, a, with it has a bad worldview with relation to philosophy. So I'll, of course, tell you why I think so, you know, in the cases like Big Bang Theory, using some philosophy theories and ideas. But anyway, please leave me some feedback. If you don't want me to be blabbering too much about my opinion, I won't uh, do another one of these as I do kind of want to provide what, uh, not kind of, I do want to provide what my listeners are looking for and what, you know, you guys want to listen to. Also, before we dive in further, please leave a rating, a review, and subscribe on iTunes to help support the show, as well as sharing with your friends and family. Also, for bonus content, check out my Patreon page. And to stay up to date, you can sign up for a the uh, A Philosopher's Stone community all of these links are below, but uh, let's get back to the fun stuff. So first, let's sum up a little bit the Big Bang Theory. It's basically two and a half men with action figures and dinosaur toys. But And this is referencing the fact that the producers of Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory are essentially the same. But maybe better put the show to help summarize it is it's some physicists that are working in Caltech in Pasadena, California. They're colleagues, they're friends, roommates, little nerd, they're nerd bros. The four main friends are self-proclaimed nerds, work on science projects, play video games, they watch science fiction, and and they fanboy about comics. They are also self-professed nerds, as the show reiterates often. They all have no luck with women, the the typical nerd trope. When, uh, When Penny, a pretty woman, an aspiring actress, moves in across the hall, at their apartment, one of the main characters, Leonard, has a new aspiration to get Penny to be his girlfriend. Really uh, really original concept here, I guess, right? You know, science, comics, nerd culture, and more men drooling over women. Looks to be the makings of a typical comedy show if you're in the 90s. So the show relies on this, this contrast they're, they're, they're not, not contrast, sorry, this constant presence of these kind of random 
unacknowledged uh, mathematical and scientific formulas. And, and unacknowledged in the sense that the only acknowledgement we really have is their little laugh track they continually play after every scientific formula is spit out. It's these constant pop culture references to beat you over the face with. And it thinks that nerds can be summed up as people who awkwardly describe basic events like brushing your teeth in, in, a, in a complex and scientific manner. One example of this kind of odd joke and, and borderline diatribe is when Sheldon decides to to explain something about friction in a bathtub to Penny. You see, while Penny is naked in a bathtub, he essentially provides a definition of friction, and that's supposed to be the joke. When nerds come in awkward situations, supposedly according to the Big Bang Theory, they provide these random scientific definitions. I feel like it's a little bit out of touch with reality, and it's not really a clever joke. It's essentially playing at some sort of distorted reality that the show is trying to create. So actual science, actual nerd culture, actual use of references, they're not used to formulate interesting, complex, and funny jokes. The fact this these uh, nerd culture references, these things, is what becomes the joke. It sums up as, ha-ha, Look, nerds are talking about science. What nerds? Now let's laugh at them for being nerdy. Does this seem a little bit out of touch with current culture and the re- kind of the respect around nerds and, and, and intelligent people that care about intelligent things, right? I swear, each episode's script of The Bing Bang Theory essentially has this sort of checklist that writers must hit. You know, X number of pointless scientific formula references, X number of overexpressed definitions in, in place of a simple word. Mention Star Wars at least once every episode. Also, do not forget Star Trek. You know, you have to mention Star Trek at least every episode. If you're going to mention Star Trek, you got you to gotta mention Star Wars, right? And, and you know, X, no, X number of comic uh, hero references. You can't forget about the comic heroes. See, and then they, they, they kind of portray this as, as they're so clever and funny for being able to include so many different references. Now, where's my paycheck, right? So here's an example of me criticizing. I don't want to be overcritical. As you can tell, I'm not a huge fan of the show. But here's an example. There's an episode where Sheldon is playing cards against an opponent in the show. Seemingly, the show seems to be poking fun at Magic the Gathering, the game or to some who or to enjoy the show, is actually referencing Magic the Gathering. You could take it as an actual good reference, or you can take it as they're poking fun of Magic the Gathering. But the point is, Sheldon and his opponent each put down cards back and forth, back and forth, referencing various creatures back and forth. So, for example, one lays down a three-headed lion, and then another lays down a two-headed tiger, and then another lays down a mystical wizard, and then another lays down a mystical dark wizard. You see, these random fantasy figures that they decide to throw down, that's supposed to be the joke. They say those figures' names and up cue the laughing track. But it's not really clever in, in where the case of a show like even Rick and Morty or Futurama Of course, I'm biased with Rick and Morty, of course, but I think Futurama is a good example as well, where the the scientific or even cultural references are implemented as part of the show. The references play an important part of raising interesting questions. They provide, providing like funny commentary on those references. It becomes a plot point 
the references in the Big Bang Theory are just kind of there. They're just references for the sake of references. They're not references for the sake of moving a plot. They're not really part of the plot. You could implement other various references, and the lazy joke would still stick, is the point I'm trying to put across here. Instead, you know, let's take Magic of the Gathering, that example. You could have referenced Yu-Gi-Oh cards or Pokemon cards. The joke is simply there to poke fun at nerds. Kind of like the bathtub scene and various other occasions. The definitions and formulas, the jokes, the, the, the various references to pop culture can be replaced by a million other references and formulas throughout culture and throughout science and throughout ideas. And the joke would still work. See, the content no longer is what's important. It's who the joke is targeted at. So one of the worst cringeworthy parts I came across was when Sheldon referenced biology and proceeded to tell Penny that biology is the the yucky, squishy things. And cue the laughing track, right? Always never forget the laughing track in the show. That's the joke. Simply describing biology by the definition of biology and then replacing it with some lazy definition. So ask yourself, who, who, what audience is this geared toward? Who would find that funny? Probably people who think that biology is nerdy. It is like a, it's, it's like a slightly modern version of a 90s sitcom, except it's not any better or innovative or, or good in that sense. It is just a 90s sitcom for an aging population stuck in the past, essentially. If you want an actual decent nerd culture humor focused show, I would suggest Silicon Valley far way before the Big Bang Theory. The show is much better and isn't grossly stereotypical. Plus, it doesn't have the endless kind of misogynistic overtones that I'm I'm thinking about covering in the Big Bang Theory in another episode. The misogynistic overtones of of, uh, continually kind of perpetuating the stereotype around nerds and and there's misogynistic overtones. So... Let's consider some philosophy behind the comedy in the Big Bang Theory. In the Big Bang Theory, we can see three elements of the jokes. You have the person telling the joke, the audience of the joke, and the butt of the joke. Simple enough, right? Kind of your uh, a very kind of typical definition of uh, uh, principles of comedy. But who is what here? should be noted that after the joke is told, the teller of the joke and the audience are laughing or supposed to be laughing, that is, at, at the person or group that is the butt of the joke. That's what kind of, that's what's supposed to make it funny, right? They laugh at the end. It makes it a good joke, right? So in the case of the show, the creators are essentially the ones telling the joke. The butt of the joke ends up being the main characters in the show. They are the butt of the joke, the nerdy dudes. So then you have the audience who is supposed to laugh at the joke presented by the teller. Okay, so the butt of the joke ends up being nerd culture. But you see, but you see it's, it's not about making fun, funny creative references about nerd culture. It's making references at nerd culture. If it was references about nerd culture, the jokes would be geared towards a completely different audience. More so those who watch Futurama or Rick and Morty, as I alluded to earlier. But the Big Bang Theory gears his jokes towards making fun of nerd culture itself, making nerds themselves the butt of the jokes instead of the audience. So the audience in this case is those who want to feel superior to nerds. Thus, the real butt of the joke is is the nerds, and the audience really is anyone who is kind of 
not nerds, maybe even people who have something against nerds for some reason. And the show itself uses this this comical theory that places the butt of the joke as someone who in, someone inferior when compared to the audience laughing at the joke. What I mean is, the audience is the ones that want to feel superior to those that are the butt of the joke. So those who are the audience want to feel superior to nerd culture in itself. So to help kind of further analyze this, we can kind of consider this idea of self-deception. It kind of helps explain and brings it back to back to the Big Bang Theory, which we can connect to kind of Sigmund Freud a little bit in this case, where the audience of the joke is rationalizing or denying the importance of important evidence to contradict their, their laughter in their joke. It might be different if the audience was laughing at characters that truly deserve to be laughed at in this, you know, but they are laughing at stereotypes and nerds that have been dead for years now. It's kind of been disproven is no longer a, a, a thing to that we laugh at. It's stereotypes that have been proven wrong is what I'm trying to say. So the, the jokes are not for nerd culture. They're for people who want to watch a show making fun of nerd culture. But the show is not even making real jokes about nerd culture because the show's perception of it is so out of touch. It's like they're in their own reality. People in nerd culture are not actually like the characters from the Big Bang Theory. Here's kind of the blunt truth about the show, from my perception at least. I tend to agree with. It is, is a show for people who want to make fun of nerd culture because they don't understand it and are still so stuck in the past that they think it's fun to make fun of intelligent peer people. Sorry to my grandma and grandpa, I guess you could say. So here's an example. I got from, this is from Reddit, I will admit, and how the show formulates jokes. It essentially further evidence of the audience they are looking for. So you see, the nerd culture references are often very popular, that most people watching television will have kind of a, a rough idea of what they are talking about. You see, if if you do not have to be part of nerd culture to get them, essentially. An example, someone saying, it's cold as Hoth, Right. Ooh, Star Wars reference, you know? But Big Bang Theory would formulate the reference as, wow, it's as cold as the ice planet Hoth from Star Wars. You see, the show has to spell out the to the audience so they get the joke, using cold ice planet for everyone who doesn't know what Hoth is. But even those outside of nerd culture know what Star Wars is. To put it in blunt terms, the Big Bang Theory has to dumb down the references and jokes for its audience because the people watching want to mock nerd culture, not be part of it. So it might actually be funny if the show is trying to represent a character that actually deserves to be laughed at. Or, at the very least, you know, at least represent the, the culture correctly and then play the laugh track. Take a show that does, I think, a much better job of, of this comedy theory presented earlier. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. All of the characters in the show are narcissistic assholes. And more often than not, almost always, they deserve to be laughed at when they mess up in basically every episode because they're assholes and, and they're trying to do bad things to people. And when they fail, it's good. To, it's fun to laugh at them because they, you, they kind of got what they deserve in a sense. So and Always Sunny doesn't rely on laugh tracks as well. I think, I think we should know that. They just rely on the audience. They just know when it's funny. A good butt of a joke should deserve to be a butt of a joke, or at last be, or at least be accurately depicted before becoming the butt of a joke. So, the Big Bang Theory is a show about what non-nerds think smart nerds are like, 
It is a show about nerds written by someone who has never actually met a nerd or is trying to make fun or make a show for people who have never met nerds. But maybe worst of all, it is simply preying on people's desire to feel superior to people who talk about things they don't understand. But anyway, let me know what you think about this type of episode. That concludes this episode of The Philosophy Guy. Let me know what you think. And uh, you can do that by emailing me. And But please subscribe, rate, and review. And tune in next time. Peace.